You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, hodgepodge of honeys, holographs, and honchos hollering for Nanny. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 85, and I am your humble host, Karen, and we are your irrefutably irreplaceable and irresistible irregulars irradiating iridescence. No, I'm Colin. And I'm Chris. No, Dana, this week she is uh, out in Austin, hopefully <laughs> having fun. So it's just us three for this episode. Right. So happy November, everybody. It's the first uh, full week of November. And did you know that there are names for every month's full moons, or at least in in the United States? Oh, yeah, yeah. So November is the full beaver moon. (laughs) Hey! Yep, because this was the time to set beaver traps before the swamps froze Ah. so they can get the warm winter furs. I like that. Yes, this month is the full beaver moon. (laughs) Anyway. <laughs> and let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hotshot. I'm not sure whether anybody likes this or hates it, but but <laughs> it's time again. <laughs> it is time again for 1960s Jeopardy. That's right. It's questions and answers, or excuse me, answers and questions <laughs> wink, out of wink. a vintage Jeopardy set that we bought at the flea market that dates from the 60s. I'm going to crank up the difficulty for, right. for this round because I've been picking out these uh, categories that have questions and answers that are a little bit easier for us to answer even now. Uh-huh. And this time, I think we're going to make it a little bit more difficult. Here are some of the things that people would have been expected to know. <laughs> in playing, the 60s. In the den, playing playing Jeopardy okay. with the family. Yeah, yeah, 1965. We have buzzers. All right. I'm a little frightened. Yeah. This is a showdown. This is like if somebody was eliminated in the first round. Yeah, exactly. If they're negative going into double jeopardy and they just don't get to play anymore. Category is opera. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) It's taken a a really bad turn here, Karen. (laughs) Word used to describe singers' vocal limits. Colin? It's not just range. It is just range. All right. What is range? range? You know, we're warming up here. Kind of factory in which Carmen works. Oh, oh what was it? Oh. Uh. <sighs> Colin. What is a clothing factory? Not a clothing factory. Mm. It is a cigarette factory. Ah. Oh, I didn't know. Oh. Gershwin wrote this first truly American opera. Oh. The uh, first truly opera. American oh. opera. Colin. Oh, was that Porgy and Bess? It is Porgy and Bess. Oh. Yes. All right. What is Porgy and Bess? Considered the first truly American opera. Okay. okay. That's actually a... That would come up in pub trivia now. For sure. Right? For yeah. sure. And maybe this won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jemmy is his son in Rossini's opera. Must be a title character. Yeah. Like, if we can name like any, any Rossini opera, I would go for that. If you know <laughs> any of them at all. Karen. William Tell. William Who Tell. is William Tell? What is William Tell? Who is? William? Where are William Where Tell? Why? How? And Good call. finally, for a million dollars, in a famous aria, she's described as Celeste. Okay, this this, is, this is how tough this, yeah. this, yeah. this home game was. I'm not getting the reference. What is the magic flute? No, not the magic flute. Mm. Uh, who is Aida? Oh. Who is Aida? Mm. Yeah, right, right. Like, I've heard of that. 
That was... Well, there's your crazy 60s Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Apparently, they're a lot more cultured than we are now. Yes. Maybe they, they, yeah, this they was a, this was a living either. room game, as you say. You know? yeah. Good job, brains. And so today is episode 85. In every fifth episode, we have an all-quiz bonanza episode where it's just all-quiz. There's no theme. We've all prepared quiz segments and puzzle segments for each other. So today is all-quiz bonanza number... <laughs> what is it? What's 85 divided by 5? 17? 18 or 19? No, it would be a zero if it was an even number. We should do much better record keeping. I think it's 17. I think it's 17. 17. Uh, 17! Yay! <laughs> Who wants to go first? I will kick us off. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Well, it's been uh, quite well documented on the show that uh, we are fans of good food and eating. And yes. uh, I know yes. you guys, I know you two in particular are fans of cooking shows. And I've put together a restaurant and kitchenery oh. quiz. Oh, all right. Okay. Special, just for you guys. Oh, just for, yeah. They um, call me Cookie Monster at work because I eat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why. I hope it won't be embarrassing you, but I believe you have a picture of Alton Brown as uh, your phone uh, yes. wallpaper. Yes. I have. Him and Mythbusters together as my phone wallpaper. <laughs> if you're eating at a fancier restaurant, you will often interact with the maitre d'. And uh, I'm sure you guys know, we all know what the maitre d' does, you mm-hmm. know, essentially directing the serving staff and assigning tables and more or less just running the front part of a restaurant. So oh, can okay. you tell me, please, where does the term maitre d' come from? Chris. French. Yes, French. <laughs> but maybe you wanted more than that? Yeah, well, well you know, I'll I mean, give you half a point for it that. It means like master of, right? Yeah, you're really on the right track. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's made her D of, because D is of. Right, right? that's right. So it's, they probably just dropped the whatever of. It is, it's dropped. I mean, uh, so especially in America, yes. we've dropped. It's uh, maître d'hôtel. Oh, okay. Uh, maître d'hôtel. You know, master master of the hotel, or more colloquially, master of the house. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Oh, master of the house. Master of the house. So so d'hotel. I first learned the word mater d mm-hmm. from Aladdin. Oh, it yeah. Was, it was like, that was like a source of a lot of words I didn't know as a kid. I was like, what's nom de plume? What's mater d? It was like, wow. Okay. Anyways. So a traditional oven uses radiant heat to mm-hmm. cook food. Pretty straightforward. The yes. oldest kind of ovens we have. Okay. And a microwave oven uses electromagnetic waves to heat food. Uh, how does a convection oven Heat food. What 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 is specific to a convection oven? Chris. Is is it air? Airflow? Yeah, that's okay. right. Oh. Yeah. Basically it blows heated air around the food. It's like in those infomercials where they have like the, the arrows that just keeps going yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. With yeah, a red arrow. The, yeah. yeah. It heats food with red arrows. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We pioneered red arrow technology on our food. So what's the benefit of of that. They say the main benefit is that it cooks food a lot more evenly and at lower temperature. So oh, okay. you can base, you can cook the same dish in eat, sometimes faster and at lower temperature because mm-hmm. it's constantly circulating the, the air around it. Got it. Yeah. All right. So what makes virgin olive oil <laughs> virgin or or extra virgin for that matter? What 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 what's different about virgin olive oil and olive oil that's not virgin? Karen. So olive oil is made by pressing and extracting the oil from actual olives. And I think virgin is the first pass of the 
oil being extracted. That's, so they keep pressing it, pressing yeah, it over again to collect it. That's so close. That's so close to the answer. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Um, what is it? So broad, broadly speaking, the virgin olive oil is olive oil that's only been produced using mechanical means, as you say. Like it's only been produced by pressing, squeezing, no chemicals or anything oh, to okay. modify the taste. Got it. So it's in opposition to other types of refined olive oil. Could be olive oil that's been pressed and mechanically produced but has had chemicals added to it or additives either to bring the acidity down or Got to it. control like a really strong flavor that you may not want to eat otherwise. So you can call it virgin or extra virgin. Mm-hmm. And basically those distinctions are kind of not arbitrary. Tainted okay. extra, with chemicals. Yeah. Extra virgin is like the fanciest of the virgin. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What is the official name for Ooh. the white, poofy, pleated chef's hat? That is oh. iconic. Like if even though you're a little kid drawing a picture of a chef, you just you start with that. It has that, a name. That, it has a name. Like the Swedish chef hat. Yes. That is it. It's called a toque. Yes. Yes. Wow. T-O-Q-U-E. T-O-Q-U-E. Again, like many cooking and culinary terms, it is French. Fully, the name is a toque blanche. White, white hat. toque. Yes, toque. white toque. All right. So uh, well done. That's the end of the quiz portion. I did come across one fun anecdote I have to share with okay. you guys. Uh, just And it is food related. And this cracked me up. I know it's all quiz. So have you guys heard of uh, funestrata, a dish called funestrata? I guess no. Funestrata uh, is a fake dish. story goes that in the mid-1970s, uh, the U.S. Army was conducting like, a, a broad survey of soldiers' food preferences. And so they were essentially asking the respondents to rank their preferences for various foods to sort of decide what are we going to keep serving what yeah. are the, what are what are the yeah. what are the troops like what are they not like and apparently in an effort to either insert some controls or just to see if people were paying attention, mm. they inserted some fake food dishes to see how they would rank. Now, one of the fake dishes they came up with was a dish called funestrata. Oh, no. And funestrata ranked relatively high. <laughs> it, it, it ranked higher than eggplant. It ranked higher than lima beans, grilled bologna, beets. Uh, it ended up being ranked higher than instant coffee. Huh. <laughs> what is it? It's nothing. It's, nothing. it's totally fake. Yeah. But oh the God. fact that people would rank it above these other dishes that they actually liked. Maybe they were maybe they were voting for it because they were like, what they wanted to it? try something yeah, new. Yeah, I want to yeah. try this. Or it sounds fancy. This Funestrata. Yeah. Right. The, uh, there were other two dishes uh, in the survey that were fake. These these are just so funny to me. Were <laughs> buttered buttered ermal. Ermal? <laughs> ermal. Buttered <laughs> buttered ermal. <laughs> and, and braised trach. <laughs> That sounds real. It does. That sounds real. It sounds like a fish. Doesn't it like, like a yeah. fish dish? Like a nice little piece of white fish? Yeah. Wow. So buttered ermal and braised strake. <laughs> and funestrata. Uh, someone was having fun. Yes. So my turn, and I want to give a cool shout out to listeners, Ben Williams and John Lewis, who submitted this quiz, um, and I thought... It was it was awesome. Want to share with you guys. I'm not going to tell you what the theme of this quiz is yet. Uh, this first part, what I'm going to do is read you a weird movie title. And it's not an actual movie title. It's actually a, a phrase made out of one word from three different movies. <laughs> okay. And you have to figure out who is the star oh, okay. of that okay. movie. Okay. So it, yeah. for, okay. it sounds complicated. For example, if I say Top Thunder Impossible – Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. You'd say Tom Cruise, yes. Okay. And, and because Top Gun, uh, Days of Thunder, and Mission Impossible. 
And so uh, it's going to follow that format. Oh, now. I was thinking Tropic Thunder. Oh, oh. he was in Tropic Thunder, too. Yeah, that's true. It's another one. Two points for Chris. So I'm going to read it in that format. And you guys have notepads. You're going to write down the actor or actress that's uh, in this weird puzzle movie title. Okay. All right? Okay. Here we go. Number one. Meet Jackie Driver. <laughs> uh, meet Jackie Driver. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So three movies, one word from each movie title. Giving up is a valid option, Colin. <laughs> He's like, no. Man, meet Jackie Driver. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Answers up. Chris, you have Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah. Colin, you put, I, I can't had read. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Oh. Yeah, no. Close. It is, uh, yes. it is Robert De Niro. Meet the parents. I got uh, – that's yeah. where I went off the yeah. rails. Yeah. Jackie Brown yep. and uh, Taxi Driver. I forgot he was in Jackie Brown. Yep. Ah. Right. The next one. Ocean's Inglorious Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> um. Answers up. Yes, both of you guys are correct. The answer is Brad Pitt. Ocean's Eleven, Inglorious oh. Bastards, and, and, the, and Mexican. the Mexican. Yep. Pretty Steel Hill. Pretty Steel Hill. Answers up, Colin. Yes, wow. correct. Both of you. Julia Babos. <laughs> Julik Julik Babos. Oh no, it's the uh, yeah the Serbian star Julik Babos. That's I didn't Your mean. Your handwriting to... is so bad. Uh, it was just under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Julik. Correct. It is Julia Roberts. That's a pretty, pretty woman. woman. Steel Magnolias. And, and what was uh, the last one? Yeah. Hill. Hill. I that I don't know. Yeah, I just knew it just on the first two. Nodding. Oh, oh Nodding Hill. Okay. okay, okay. All right. Trading Ghost Brothers. Trading Ghost Brothers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I know. This is. I'm stuck on this one now, too. All right. Answers oh. up. Oh, uh, Chris says Dan Aykroyd and Colin puts Eddie Murphy. Well, the answer is Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yes. But I but bet we can fit something with Eddie Murphy. You might be able Murphy. to. I was thinking there wasn't there like a, a so there's trading, trading places. places. Yeah. Ghostbusters. My favorite movie, Ghostbusters and, and Blues Brothers. Oh, Blues Brothers. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. So wasn't he in a ghost? I was thinking, of, ghost wasn't there a ghost dad? dad? Yeah. No, that's Bill Cosby. Oh, was it Bill Cosby? Okay. Ghost, okay. You can have our listeners write this in. That's like, as far that's as I went with that. Yeah, okay. no, no, it's, it's Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, next one. 50 Terrestrial Angels. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah? Oh, man, I, I got it. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually blanking on this person's name, as terrible as that is. I know the answer. I just... Okay. I, I've totally, like... All right. Answer is up. My brain has zero. Okay, well, none it's, of you guys got it, but can you name the movie? It's Fifty Chris? First Dates, E.T., The Extraterrestrial, and some movie with angels, but it's what is her freaking name? Oh, I was just focusing on I put Henry Thomas because the only thing I could place was E.T., The Extraterrestrial. It's, it's, is it, um, I, no, it's just it's one of those things where it's like, I know Charlie's the person angels. we're talking about. Charlie's How funny angels. is that that, like, it's just, oh, it's gone out goodness. of my brain? Oh, Drew Barrymore. Yes. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> That's good. All right. Uh, last two. Here we go. Natural horse sneakers. Natural horse sneakers. 
You make me feel like a natural horse sneaker. All right, answer is up. Chris puts Julia Lewis and... I always oh, get, I, I keep getting Colin the put Woody Harrelson. Well, I think we're both thinking of natural born killers. Wrong yeah. natural. It is oh. the natural. Oh, Robert Redford. Yes. Oh, horse, horse whisperer. whisperer and ah, okay. Robert Redford. All right, last one. Purple frog butler. Purple <laughs> oh. frog oh. butler. This is recent too. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. Here we go. Um, is answers it- up. Oprah is Oprah Winfrey. Yes, Oprah Winfrey. Both of you guys got it right. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey, color purple, Princess and the Frog, and the and Butler. The Butler. The yes. Butler. Very good. That was that was the giveaway. Now was, there was a theme. Oh, I'll just tell you because oh. it's, okay. it's not oh. like it's guessable. <laughs> uh, so all of these actors and actresses are left-handed. Oh. So now I got some cool questions about uh, left-handedness. Oh, um, all right. And, and the listeners, Ben and John, they're both left-handed, so they're like, you don't we're gonna, say. <laughs> we're gonna dedicate this whole like quiz to being left-handed. Celebrate left-handedness. So here we go. Let's. Well, since it's you two. I'm going to ask you guys this first. Go on. What is the name of Ned Flanders' left-handed specialty <laughs> store that is located at Springfield Mall in the show The Simpsons? The, the Leftorium. Yes, the ne- Leftorium. And there is there's a left-handed store in San Francisco out on Fisherman's Wharf now. Yes. It's just like the Leftorium. There are a lot of like uh, little shops and stuff, but there actually was a real first left-handed oh, shop okay. in the world and it was called anything left-handed in london back in 1968 <laughs> whoa <laughs> yep and they still have the the largest range it, it went from store to mail order to now online store they i don't think they have the brick and mortar shop anymore but they also catered their web customers and members of the online left-handers club <laughs> And they sell just a, a whole range of left-handed stuff. It makes sense. It is one of those things that, at first, it sounds like a joke. But then you're like, oh, no, that would actually be really useful. Wait, are you guys left-handed? I, I am not. No, I am not. I've always been really jealous and wish I was left-handed. Really? Oh, yeah? Because they would say things like, oh, left-handed people are more creative. Oh, and you're like, oh, no. I'm just a boring right-hander. Right. Oh. You can train yourself to be left-handed. Which historical great... Uh, wrote backwards in order to prevent smudging due to left-handedness. Oh, wasn't that uh, Da Vinci? Yes. I thought yeah. I not the turtle. Oh, I thought he did it as like a means of encryption, or was it's, it? It's both. So mm, there, there isn't there isn't a definitive reason. Okay, um, we knew that he did mirror writing, which right, is right. like uh, he wrote backwards, basically, that you can reflect in the mirror right. and read it the right way. It's unknown why he did this. It could be because he wanted to keep a secret, but. It's not hard. You just show it. on the mirror and you read it. So it's not that Yeah, I always kind of wondered that. I'm like, it's like you just look at it instantly and be like, oh, just get a mirror. <laughs> well, one of one of the reasons uh, that people are theorizing is because it prevents smudging because he was left-handed. That makes and more he sense. he just <laughs> adopted a new way to uh, write stuff so he won't smudge. All right. Which famous runway model was not an ambi-turner, claiming he was not able to turn left? <laughs> Uh, Zoolander? Yeah, I believe it's Full name. Derek Zoolander. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> he, could, he couldn't go left, right? <laughs> yeah. Ambi Turner. Okay. This, you guys, I think we talked about this before, but it's okay if you guys don't know. What is the longest word that can be typed only using the left hand 
with a conventional hand placement on a QWERTY keyboard. Oh, left hand. We have had this before. I don't remember. Yeah. It wasn't. It's not typewriter because it's no, the other hand, hand, right? Or it's all no, on the, ti- all it's the, all top, on the top, top row, row. right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I oh, forget. really? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. All the letters for typewriter are <laughs> in the top row. You're not QWERTY Estef. QWERTY Estef a zikazum. Dad. QWERTY Estef a zikazum. It is, in fact, Tessera Decades. Whoa, yeah. After cataracts. Hmm. And uh, sometimes, uh, it depends, sweater dresses. Sometimes it's hyphenated. Tessera Decade is a group of 14. Ah. Whoa. Tessa, yeah. yeah. Four decades. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like Jurassic. Yeah. Weird eras or something. Yeah, a buttload of years. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Just see somebody arranging things on a table. It's like, oh, oh, look, there's a whole tessera <laughs> decade of pigs in blankets on this plate. Can you hand me my keys? They're next to that tessera decade of books there. Yeah. <laughs> what a jerk. What? <laughs> so there you go. Thank you, uh, Ben and John, for sharing your love for left-handed things uh, with us and I share it with everybody. Awesome quiz. I hope they don't have sinister motives for sending that in. <laughs> but, um, I'll show myself out. <laughs> Get out. Get out. So, let me ask you guys this question. Ooh. Do you know what Haagen-Dazs means? Oh. Karen. Nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. It was, it was a squat. made up <laughs> out of nowhere by a guy in the Bronx who wanted a foreign sounding name for his ice cream. Mission accomplished. Put yeah. words <laughs> and umlauts together. <laughs> so you'd think that this would lead me to develop a quiz about made up names, but it didn't because everybody makes up names for things all the time. Yeah. What I, what I'm, what I was got really interested in was artificial foreign branding. Oh. The idea that you would name your product something that sounded foreign even though it was actually a domestic. Got it. Because it fits with whatever thing. the image you're trying to sell. Oh, exactly. Oh, got yes. it. Got it. So here is a quiz where I will um, I will describe several companies to you that you've heard of okay. um, that used artificially foreign branding. Okay. 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 <clears throat> Although there are many Japanese video game companies, this early company founded in Sunnyvale, California, just borrowed a Japanese word for its name. <laughs> Karen. Atari. Atari, yes. <laughs> That's actually really good naming for them that it totally sounds Japanese. It well, is what Japanese. Is, what does it mean? It's it, when you're playing Go, the game of the black right. and white stones. Oh. I read this. Yeah, that's right. Atari right. is, um, it's like, it's telling somebody that one of their pieces is about to be captured. Oh. It's kind of like yeah. check. Kind of like yeah. checkmate. Yeah. Oh, like I did check. Didn't it's know like that. Check. That's yeah. interesting. Actually, Nolan Bushnell, who founded Atari, yeah. founded another company uh, afterwards, which he called Sente, which actually is the word meaning checkmate. As oh. in like, I did, yeah. Did, did you one better? Well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, similarly, these... Knives, uh, often sold on television, have a Japanese sounding oh. name that means means nothing at all. Oh. Colin, these are Ginsu, Ginsu knives. But wait, there's more. <laughs> it can cut Ginsu through a knives. shoe. I might need to cut my shoe with a knife. <laughs> oh honey. yeah, they cut yeah. through like a can of frozen <laughs> yeah. tomatoes. Right. Like, that might come right. in handy. Yep, Ginsu doesn't mean anything. Just totally fake, made up, and come from America. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> This chain of family restaurants was started in Tampa, Florida, although the branding really makes you wonder how diners react at the six locations that it does operate in Australia. Oh, Colin, is no this Outback way. Steakhouse? Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> no. They actually have them in Australia? They actually have six of them in is Australia. It, is it a, like, 
I wonder. I if would it's love well to know what it's like. I, 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 I'm surprised <laughs> that they have the um, brass to open <laughs> the restaurants in Australia. <laughs> yeah, they wow. Did. And finally, a little weird twist on this. Uh, we've said on the show before, I believe, that German chocolate cake was not actually invented in Germany. Um, it was invented by a guy with the last name, German. Uh, similarly, the French dip sandwich was not invented in France. It was invented in L.A., do you know why it is called the French dip sandwich? Man, this is in so many like cooking, travel, food I, shows. Yeah. I always oh. huh. Why is it called the French dip? Is it is it cuz someone's Mr. French? It is not. That would be too easy. Yeah, that was that's that's the only guess I have. French kissing? <laughs> French Something with French fries? I don't know. It is called the French dip because it was served on a French roll. Oh, oh. yes. Yep. Oh, and you then you dipped it in the, in the ocean. <laughs> right there Thank in you. the name. Yep. Oh. But yes, now you know. Now you're better equipped as consumers to go out there into the world and reject the fake foreign branding. That's or, you good. know, you can keep eating. You can keep eating Haagen-Dazs. It's okay. Would, would you guys count uh, Victoria's Secret as part of that? Like, do you think they're trying to sound British even though they're American, right? No. no? Really? Hmm. Do know. you think that they're trying to? I thought I always got the sense that they were trying to really? be Euro- European. Cause I was, maybe that Because well, yeah, I shop maybe. there all the maybe time. Maybe that only exists in your mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Let's take a quick ad break. A word from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. All right, we're back. You're listening to Good Job Brain, and this episode is our all-quiz bonanza number 17. Who's next? Colin, you got a quiz? Sure, I got a quiz for you guys. Uh, This is a quiz called Formerly Known As... Dot, dot, dot. dot, dot. Yeah. So this is about mainly countries that are now known by one name that were either... Known as a different name as a country, or may have been a region that gained independence. So I will be giving you the formerly known as name, and maybe a little bit of background, and you tell me currently known as. Okay. All right. So Karen's trying to brainstorm right now in her head. So let's yeah. get started this is here. Good. This is good pub trivia fodder. Oh, it's this is yes. fantastic. Like we Any, get these all the time. Any one of these, in fact. Well, I will do. We'll wait till we get there. I've okay. Got, yeah. All right. All right. So you guys each have your pad of paper and your pen. I will yes. read out the questions, and you write down your answers. Here we go. Until 1972, this island nation was known as Ceylon. Ceylon. Oh, oh. Oh, where is she from? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't care how you get there. <laughs> Whatever mental thread works for you. All right, answer's up. Karen says Sri Lanka. Nice. Chris says Sri Lanka. Correct. Yeah. All right. I was yes. like, where's MIA from? <laughs> 
this city was named Byzantium in ancient times, uh. long before being sung about by bands like They Might Be Giants. <laughs> oh, oh, I was just gonna, I was just seeing that's on my head. Wait. Uh-huh. You have to, you uh-huh. have to figure out which I'm looking one for one, one answer here. Yeah. Wait, we're putting country or city? This is a city. All right, answer's up. Chris says, ha very nice. Chris has Constantinople crossed out and Istanbul written in. Correct, yes. And Karen, Istanbul, yes, Istanbul. As since 1930, it's been uh, Istanbul before that Constantinople and other names at various times. But Byzantium, yes. Byzantium. So Byzantium, Istanbul, Constantinople, all in the same spot. All right, Karen. So this is, uh, we had a question in pub quiz a couple weeks ago, and, and I think we got this one right, but there was much, uh, gnashing of teeth to get there. So this is related Uh-oh. to that. Uh, this is the largest country in sub-Saharan Africa and was known as Zaire from 1971 to 1997. What sub-Saharan, like within the Saharan region? Below the oh, Saharan, below yeah. The, okay. Uh, God, south, I, south of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Karen's doing a lot of writing. <laughs> Answers up. Karen has written People's Republic of Congo, which is incorrect. Oh. But that was you're on the right track. Uh, Chris, Zimbabwe, not correct. Not correct at all. It is the Democratic Republic ah. of the Congo. Oh. <laughs> not to be confused with the Republic of the of Congo. Con- okay. I just yes. figured they kept the Z. <laughs> the two are Democratic Republic of the Congo, of the Congo. which is much bigger. Capital is Kinshasa. And smaller, and to the west of it, yep. is Republic of the Congo, capital Brazzaville. Huh. How do I remember that? Dem- bigger. B- bigger name, bigger country, maybe? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, good. bigger okay. name, bigger country. There we go. Man. <laughs> the regions formerly known as Northern Rhodesia and Southern Rhodesia are known by what names now, both beginning with the letter Z? So you got a nice big fat hint there. These are two countries. Oh, two countries. Two that start countries. With Z? Both start with Z, and they are adjacent. All right. Answers up. <laughs> Chris has. I love that you had Zimbabwe on the last question. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Chris has Zimbabwe and Zaire. Right. Uh, of you're course. half right. Uh, Karen <laughs> is correct. Yes. Zimbabwe and Zambia. Yeah. Zambia. Oh, Zaire is no longer I always forget. a country. Why? How do you know that? It was just on the previous question. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> All right, last one here. The city in Russia that we call St. Petersburg today was originally named St. Petersburg. Um, But in between its Uh. founding and today, it had two other names. So I'll give you a point Uh. for either of the names. You don't need to get both. Either of the two names that it had between its founding and today. Okay. Oh, man, I only know one. That's oh, one. I think I know the other one. Oh, excellent. All right, oh. answer's up. Oops. Uh, yeah, Karen wrote Stalingrad, incorrect. Oh, Chris really? wrote Leningrad. Yes, that is correct. Oh, yes. Was oh, what it was, was Saint, Stalingrad? It was St. Petersburg when it was founded. Yeah. Then it was Petrograd. Uh-huh. Then it was Leningrad. Uh-huh. And then back to St. Petersburg okay, again. Okay, yeah. Did they call anything Stalingrad? Yes. Different city? Different city. That was hard. But those are all good trivia questions. Yeah, yeah, true. Those are all ones that could show up. I can't believe we got that sub-Saharan one. Hey, hey, hey. I'm very excited about this quiz. I heard you were excited about this quiz. I was inspired listening back to our last episode. There are a lot of just little things I kind of picked up and decided to uh, dedicate a whole quiz segment to it. Early in the last episode, we talked about the pixel and the Mm. voxel, right? Mm -hmm. Pixel... 
is a picture element. A voxel is basically a 3D version, a volumetric pixel. And you said, Chris, you're like, oh, that's like a portmanteau of a portmanteau. Yes. So I made a crazy uh, multi-segmented portmanteau, pleasurable portmanteau puzzles to share with you guys. Yo, dog, I hear you (laughs) like portmanteaus. This is the format of how this quiz is going to work. I'm going to give you a hint. You have to tell me the word I'm asking for, the actual portmanteau word, and then what that word is made out of. So a portmanteau is a combination or a new word that is made above other words, like a pixel, picture, element, jam it together, Carmageddon, spork, you know, all all that stuff. stuff. (laughs) What other words are portmanteaus of portmanteaus? Second second order. Not a lot of them. Took me a long (laughs) time to look at them. (laughs) Not very many. Not very many. Haven't slept in four days, but... uh... (laughs) But they are... And I wrote the word portmanteau all over the walls of my apartment. <laughs> With strings attached, newspaper clippings. Why did you write this in your own blood? Where did you need for this? Where did you have all these, this yarn and, and pushpins? <laughs> Pictures of exhibit. The, the eyes, <laughs> yeah. eyes cut out. So all these words, actually, not a big surprise, are all stem from computer or technology mm. uh, terms. Here we go. First question. This is a diary you can watch on YouTube. Oh, a oh. vlog. Yes. Right? Uh, Which, which is, is a video blog. blog. And, and blog then blog is, is from web log. Correct. Okay. Wow. Of a uh, and I'm, I'm picking famous words. I'm sure there are a lot of different trades and different you know niche areas that use a lot of you right, know, different right. portmanteaus, but these are the more well-known ones. I always like that example because, like, as as much as people hate the word blog, mm-hmm. you're like, how could you make it any worse? It's like, oh, we can make vlog. it worse. <laughs> vlog. <laughs> it's just... All right. This is uh, the maker of Firefox and Thunderbird. Oh. Mozilla. Correct. M- Mobile Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Portable, you, you like got, a, a pocket-sized Godzilla. You got half of it. Is it Mosaic Godzilla? Close. Is, so it's Mosaic Killer. Ah, what mo- is it? Mosaic? mosaic Killer. Mosaic used to be a old browser. Web yes. browser. Web right, browser. Right. Mosaic so, Killer. And Godzilla. Ah. Godzilla is a portmanteau. Yes. Of God Lizard, right? Wasn't it? Or oh. of Gorilla. No, gorilla, gorilla. And, and, and whale. And whale in Japanese, yeah. Kujira. Yeah. So Godzilla is Gorilla Whale, and then you have Mosaic Killer Godzilla. Mozilla. <laughs> mosaic Killer Gorilla Whale. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You know. All right. Uh, this might be a more technical term, but, but I'm sure we're familiar with this. I don't know if you're familiar with the actual term. It is the deliberate website manipulation. So websites will rank higher on search engines. Oh, uh, uh, ways you can do this is repeating key terms or you mm-hmm. stuff a bunch of words at the bottom right. of the page or uh, you hide it. Uh, is that Google bombing? Yeah. Is that or hmm. what is it? It's called spam dexing. Oh, spam dexing, okay. which is spam mm-hmm. and indexing. indexing. Huh. And spam is already a portmanteau. Space uh, ham. Spiced, spiced ham? Spiced ham. Spiced ham. Spiced ham. Spiced ham. <laughs> Space ham. Space ham. <laughs> Hams in space. That is a thing, though. Why is spam called spam? Do you guys know this? 
Why? Like we all. Oh, this guy's a spammer. Tulsi. I keep getting. Oh, oh, because oh. Of the Monty Python. Yeah. Song. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. From a Monty Python a Flying Circus sketch, where they're in a restaurant, like our cafe, and yes. everything is just spam filled. Spam, spam, and more spam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we call spam spam. Wait, you mean the early users of the internet were huge nerds? <laughs> named things after Monty Python. Hold on. <laughs> I've heard this term, but it's not that well known. Blam, which is. <laughs> Blog spam, which is a portmanteau where two of those words oh, are also portmanteaus. This is nice. the only that's, example. That's the I, ultimate example. That is the ultimate one. It's blam. So blog <laughs> spam, web log spice ham. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a while to get out. That like, is well done. Yeah. All right. Okay, we're moving on to the next portmanteau section. These are portmanteaus that are made up of three words. Oh. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Oh, I cannot eyes. even process yeah. what is happening Craziest. right now. Uh, and we also talked about this in our last episode. Haribo, oh, yes. the gummy bears, is Hans Regal from Bonn. Bon. Mm-hmm. So Haribo. All right. Uh, okay. So here's some clues. Tell me the word and tell me the three different things that make up that word. The central administrative pillar of this union is located in the city Brussels. <laughs> Chris. Benelux. Which so, is? Uh, Belgium, the Netherlands, and Luxembourg. Correct. Okay. Very good. All right. The royal roast and the Pandora's cushion are variants of this food item. Oh, uh, like a turducken? Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes, which oh, okay. a turkey, a duck, and uh, chicken. Yes, correct. And last one. This is one of the most desirable and expensive neighborhoods in New York City, also home of its namesake film festival. Oh, that is uh, Tribeca. Correct. Which comes from the Triangle Below Canal. Yes! Wow! Very good. I thought it was like three streets or three neighborhoods, but I didn't know it stood for like a a description. Triangle Hmm. Below Canal Street. And there you go. That is my ultimate portmanteau quiz. Took me a long time to find. I bet. I bet. Blam. Yeah. Blam. I'm getting so blammed. I can't believe it, you guys. <laughs> On my vlog. Yeah. Oh, what if it's blam? Blam. Blam. Video. Vlog video blogs. Video. Yeah. Blam. 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 So dumb. All right. Quiz show continues without stopping. Can't stop. Won't stop. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So here is a quiz. I like it when you bring it down. Yeah. When you're like, let's so slow this down. <laughs> Here's a quiz called "Who Am I?" and which I will I will give you clues of increasing bluntness. Got I it. will start mm. telling you some things biographically about a person, ranging from obscure to beating you over the head with it, and we'll see which of you can identify this person first. Okay. And obviously, if you can get it, if you can get it from a really obscure thing first, that really proves that uh, that you're you're doing well at this this whole trivia business. All right, there is a theme oh, of take of notes. the of the the five people and or groups of people that I'm asking you to identify. Okay. It is it is a rather specific theme. There are of course other things linking these people like together. They have eyes. But like there's yeah. there's a really 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 nitty-gritty specific theme. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Here All right. Well, so we've never done something like yeah. this. Yeah. So here we go. Okay, here we go. I wrote a children's book called Mr. Peabody's Apples. Growing up, my family called me Little Nani. I once played a baseball player named May Mortabito. Karen. 
Madonna. Madonna. Oh. Yes. Because yes, I know she was. A, she wrote children's books. She ah. did. I didn't know what the naughty one. Well put together. Uh, last couple of clues were, I am the most successful solo artist in the history of the Billboard Hot 100, and one of my biggest hits is Like a Prayer. See? <laughs> yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's really getting... Yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> we are a musical group. The original name of the group was Atban Clan. We have our own video game. Our lead singer was on the TV. What? Who, who buzzed in? He buzzed I, in at the same time. Colin? I was going to guess Kiss. It is not Kiss. Karen. Aerosmith. It is not Aerosmith. Journey. Our lead singer was on the TV show Kids Incorporated. Oh. Uh, 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 Karen. Uh, Black Eyed Peas. The Black Eyed Peas. Yes. Finally, Fergie. one of our one of our biggest hits is Boom Boom Pow. Okay, here's another. I will lend my voice to next year's animated movie, Rio 2. It's the first movie I will appear in since my debut in Honeymoon in Vegas in the year 1992. Wow. I appeared in that movie as a seven-year-old Elvis impersonator, which is something that I was doing in real life. Before my successful solo career, I co-wrote songs like Right Round. Uh Karen. Kesha. It is not. She was in right round. My biggest single is titled Just the Way You Are. When you are Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Whoa. When he was a a toddler, he did Elvis impersonations in his native Honolulu Hawaii. True story. And was in the movie Honeymoon in Vegas. Here's another person. Actually, here's a uh, musical group. We are a rock group. We all come from Acton in London, England. We were once known as the High Numbers. Colin. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the Who. That is the Who, yes. The last clues were, we call it auto-destructive art. Everyone else calls it smashing guitars on stage. (laughs) And one of our biggest songs is Pinball Wizard. The fifth and final, it it is a person. I was born in Houston, Texas. Karen. Beyonce Knowles. Wow! Whoa. There you go. My goodness. <laughs> I know the theme too. I know the too. theme too. I think um, I, think I so know the So let me theme. run. Th- I'll run through the final clues for that one just so everybody can hear it. When I was eight, I joined an all-girl singing group called Girls Time. Girls Time eventually changed its name, and I occasionally still perform with them, although I am more of a solo success. I once appeared in an Austin Powers film, and one of my biggest hits is called Single Ladies Now. That Man. is, in fact, Beyonce. Karen had put together that they are all clearly musicians, which really helped her. No, I know what it is. <laughs> oh, oh. I, th- I think I know. Yeah? You guys want to write it down? To sure. See if we can... yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. see who knows. Because then the other one of you is just going to say, oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah that's what I was, that's gonna... was going to say. So Karen and Colin are going to write down what they believe the theme of these five uh, people and or musical groups is. Again, it's not that they're all musicians. It's a, it is a very, very nitpicky, specific theme. As usual, I'm having the case where I'm doubting my answer. I've written it down. But... Okay. okay, and we are going to reveal... Oh! Yes, you both got it right. They are the oh! last five performers who played the halftime show <laughs> at the Super Bowl. Bruno Mars will be playing in February of 2014. Okay. That was the only one I was Ooh. unsure about. That's yes, so funny, because yes, yes. after I wrote it, I'm like, wait, did The Who play? I, I was not sure about after, The Who. After Black Eyed Peas, I was like, okay. Oh, uh, okay. That's wow. great. Hey, High very five. good. All right. Nice job. At least for a second, I was happy. Like, well, if I missed it, at least we missed it together. (laughs) Thanks. 
<laughs> Jeez. Wow. That was fun. While I was researching this, this is so interesting. So it was in um it was the year that um Fox put on, I believe it was 92, they put on a, a live episode of In Living Color to essentially counter-program the, the Super Bowl ah. halftime show, which up to that point, the Super Bowl halftime shows were like a salute to Hollywood, <laughs> and it would just be a bunch of like kind of B celebrities like singing "Hooray for Hollywood," and and then and that was what it was for a long time, and then after Fox was able to like siphon viewers away from it, that is when they started going okay. really really big, and they were like, the next year was Michael Jackson, uh, and then like after that, it was like one huge huge pop star, like you cannot miss this. They're like, we need to be more hip. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Feels good to win. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Home stretch. You got one last quiz. Segment. I do. I do. It's. A, I, I'm sorry, Dana's not here because I think Dana would really love this one. But we have a return visit from our old friend Elvis. Oh. The electronic lo, uh, lyrical, lyrical vocal, vocal interface interpolation interpolation scenario. system. <laughs> yes. Situation. Yeah. It's fine that it's different every time. You yeah. know, technology evolves. <laughs> Uh, the reason I think Dana would like this one is because this is all about... Oh, if you have a mobile Elvis, it'd be Melvis. Melvis. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> or I prefer portable Elvis, so it'd be Pel- Elvis. Elvis. Oh! Yeah, which is more fitting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a lot better. <laughs> Pocket Elvis, Elvis. Yeah. I think the reason Dana might enjoy this one is because it's all about TV theme songs. Oh. Yes. So the usual uh, trick applies. Elvis is our computerized, synthesized voice from a 1980s era robot. He will be reading, singing, talking, uh, opening lines from TV theme songs, <laughs> hit, big hit shows okay. from the 80s, 90s, 2000s. And we have to identify this these shows. I tried to make you know what it's funny as I was doing if you uh, don't listen to the song it's like you because you have the build up and the intro like I don't really I'm not gonna say that I catered the show to you guys but I tried to set you up for success I'll just put it that way (laughs) but it's funny as same thing as I was doing the research so many shows have gone to instrumental themes these days Mm. it's it's tough Uh, to find it's tough to find shows with yeah Yeah, shows with lyrical um theme songs are, are kind of on the outs like it's it's, it's cheesy yeah you know yeah, yeah yeah it's either instrumental or they take a already existing song yeah and oh, so yeah. keep that in mind some of these examples oh, i'm gonna play to you okay. may be existing songs that were co-opted the for Sopranos a had show a already right existing yeah, yeah yeah so yeah. these are mostly sitcoms but not all I'm gonna win this thing ready to take this one home okay here we go first one you woke up this morning got yourself a gun Mama always said you'd be the chosen one. She said, you're one in a million, you've got to burn to shine. Together. The, the Sopranos. Sopranos. Yes, the, the one Sopranos. that Karen <laughs> Alright, here we For go. For real now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, to, just to kind of whet your appetite. Alright. Sometimes the world looks perfect, nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of change. 
No matter what the odds are this time, nothing's gonna stand in my way. Oh, what? Chris. It's perfect strangers. That is perfect strangers. Wait, really? Standing yeah. tall on the wings. Yes. How does yes. this start? Sometimes the world looks. Sometimes the world looks perfect. <laughs> no. Nothing, Nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just oh, get a feeling. Yeah. All right, we're gonna stay sort of in the same era for this next one. Whatever happens to predictability? The milkman, the paperboy, evening TV. Everywhere you look, everywhere you go, there's a heart, a hand to hold on to. Same era. <laughs> Somewhat the same era, Chris. Full House. It is Full oh. House. Yes, yes. All right, a little bit of a newer show here. Good. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state. Then nearly 14 billion years ago, expansion started. Wait. <laughs> wait, wait. Karen. Big Bang Theory. That is Big Bang Theory. It's the Big Bang Theory. Yes, The, the Big, Bang Big Bang Theory. Bang uh, for a bonus point, you can tell me who performs the song. Um, they, that, might they might be giants. Be giants. <laughs> it is Bare Naked Lady. Oh, oh no. God. No, it's oh, They Might kidding. Be Giants. Yeah. <laughs> they Might Be Giants is Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, yeah, yes, that's right. Yes, yes. Bare Naked Ladies. All right, last one here. We will close it out. Uh, you guys may recognize this one outright, but if you don't, the uh, the lyrics will hint at what the show is about. Okay. I want to be the very best, like no one ever was. To catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. I Pokemon. Yes, Pokemon. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's a little bit of a uh, view into what Elvis likes to watch on TV. All righty. And that's the end of our All Quiz Bonanza number 17. Excuse me, my nose is very stuffed up now for some weird reason. She's yes. allergic to trivia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Well, thank you guys for joining me, and thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned a lot about company names, foreign company names, about portmanteaus, about TV theme songs. You can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and also on our website, goodjobbrain.com. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.